morning, church family. We are so excited to be in the house of the Lord today. I just want to encourage you that as God's children, we are free. And the word tells us that where the spirit of the Lord is, then there is freedom. So lift your voices and let's put our hands together and worship today. Your blood. 
morning, everybody. It's so good to see you this morning. You may be seated. Go ahead and give your neighbor a high five and say, it's good to be free. Yeah, all right, it is good to be free. Uh, we want to welcome you, whether it's your first time with us this morning or whether it is your 501st time. Do you think it's your 501st time, anybody? Been here that much? Man, that's family right there. We see a lot of you. We're so glad to have you this morning. Or whether you're watching online with, with, with us, we just want to say a big welcome. We're glad you're with us this morning. Uh, if it is your first time here or if you just haven't gotten a chance to really get connected yet and get to know us, there's a couple ways to do that. If you see the, te the uh, slide behind me here, you can text the keyword D1TEXT to 84576 uh, and follow that link. Or you can scan that QR code uh, and alternatively... You can reach, if you're old school and you like the pen and paper, there should be a communication card in the seat back in front of you uh, if you would fill that out. And just hang on to that until the end of service. Uh, we'll be waiting for that at our guest central on, our, on your way out. If you'll just look to the left, bring that card there, and we can exchange that for a free gift for you. And we'd love to just get a chance to talk with you for a minute and tell you thanks for coming, get to know you. So several ways to get connected here. Listen, I've got a confession to make. I know, you know, the word says that you should confess your sins to one another. So is that okay if I confess to you guys this morning? Sometimes, sometimes I don't rest like I should. Is, it, is that just me or is that anybody else? You get to go and you're so busy. You got so much on your plate. Does you, just wave at me if you forget to rest sometimes. Okay, thank you for, thank you that I don't feel alone in that. But we're talking about rest, it's obviously important to God because if you remember, he created for six days, but then what did he do on the seventh day? That's right, he rested. So obviously it's an important thing. So with that in mind, we just wanna remind you that July is our month of rest and refreshing for our leaders. Uh, in, in light of that, we will not be having our Wednesday night services. We just encourage you to take that time to spend time with friends and family and to rest and to get refreshed and we will be coming back together on Wednesday nights on August 2nd. We'll have a night of worship for the whole family. So we just want to invite you to that. Go ahead and mark your schedule. Plan on being there. Uh, we're going to have a time of, of worshiping God through music and song and prayer. And I truly believe that it will be a wonderful time in God's presence. So make sure you plan to be there for that. Again, that's August 2nd. We'll be coming back together on Wednesday nights. How many of you are thankful for God's blessing? All right, I see most of you. That's a good thing. It's a good thing. Gratitude is a good thing. And with, in light of that, uh, we're going to take time to bless our tithes and offerings today. If you'll take a look here at the five ways to give, it's the same every Sunday. We try to keep it consistent for you. Uh, thank you for your faithfulness in your tithes and offerings and in partnering with what God is doing both here uh, through Dothan First, but across the globe. Uh, as, as I was thinking about it this week, I thought, really, how cool is it that God allows us to partner with people that we will never see, we'll never see their faces, we'll never get to know them, but yet your investment through your tithes and offerings can change their life and can really advance the kingdom of God. There are missionaries across the globe in, in countries that you and I will never step foot, and they're preaching the gospel and they're making disciples and we can actually be a part of that. We can connect with what they're doing. Wouldn't it be cool if we get to heaven one day and God just shows us every life that we were able to touch through partnering with him and what he's doing in giving. So thank you again for your faithfulness in, in giving today. Uh, before we pray over that, I just want to let you know that we have elders available 
uh, and prayer partners during these next two songs of worship. If you have any need or any concerns that you would like prayer, we would love to, the opportunity to pray with you this morning. They'll be in the back corners of the lower level and in the balcony on the upper left level. And I will say this, if you, have, if you don't know our elders around here, let me tell you from personal experience, they are some of the most Jesus-filled, godly people that I know. And I'm so thankful to be a part of a family of faith with them. So uh, anytime during the next two songs, if you would like prayer, just step out from where you're seated and, and they'll be ready to meet you and pray with you. Um, so without further ado, if you will rise from your seats, we will pray and uh, continue on in worship. Lord, we thank you so much for your goodness. We thank you, God, for your faithfulness to us. And Lord, we just ask that as we give this morning in these tithes and offerings, Lord, that you would use them for your will, for your kingdom, God. Thank you for allowing us to partner with what you're doing, God. Thank you for your blessing over this people, over this house. God, we honor you and praise you. And I pray, Father, that through our finances would just be a reflection of every other area of our life, God, that we would commit our whole hearts and our whole lives to you, Jesus. And we just do that again today, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's continue to worship.
hold fast to what is true And if the cross brings transformation Then I'll be crucified with you Cause death is just the doorway To resurrection life And if I join you in your sufferings Then I'll join you your hands with me this morning. I love this song, not just because it's a, an anthem to God, but it's, an, it's a call to our own selves, a call to our own souls. Christ be magnified. My soul magnify Christ. It is all about Him. We set our eyes on you, Lord. We set our hearts on you today. Come on, let's sing it one more time. And we sing, oh, Christ be magnified. Let his praise arise, Christ be magnified in me. Yeah, oh, Christ be magnified from the altar of my life, Christ be magnified in me.
all authority today. So declare that over yourself, whatever your situation is. Take power in the name of Jesus over every situation in your life, whether you need hope, whether you need those chains to fall, whether you need healing.
exalt you. We exalt your name. We're going to sing that part, be exalted. Because when we lift up the name of Jesus, everything else has to bow. Every demonic attack, every demonic influence, it has to flee. So we're going to exalt his name this morning. Come on, worship team, go ahead and lead us. you today. We give glory and honor to that name. Father, this is why we call it worship. It is worship. You are worthy of it all. So we give you every fear. We give you every anxiety. We give you every care. We cast them at your feet this morning. And we exalt your name. We give you praise this morning. Father, even in difficult seasons, we give you praise. And we're going to thank you for every good thing that you're going to do in this house today. And all God's people said real loud, amen. Come on, give God your best praise this morning. Come on, you can do better than that. Give him your best praise this morning. We exalt your name, Lord. We exalt it. Oh, man, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Are y'all ready for the word? I said, are y'all ready for the word? I'm glad you're standing. Go ahead and stay standing. All my students just sat down so they can stand back up. Uh, we're getting ready for camp, so they're doing aerobics. But y'all be praying for us. Pray for me. Uh, this generation keeps us up uh, late at night sometimes because we are uh, concerned for their souls and their well-beings. I'm just playing. We have great students. But parents, thank you for your trust and uh, allowing us to uh, have them for a week. We promise to bring them back whole. Uh, and if they left broken, that's not our fault. So <laughs> uh, are y'all ready for the word? Starting in Matthew chapter 8, Matthew chapter 8, I just also want to remind you that you can follow along on the YouVersion Bible app. Uh, it's uh, easy. We want to make God's word accessible to you. You can also follow along on, uh, follow us on social media on any of our platforms. And can we do this? Can we give it up for all of our first time guests this morning? One more time. We just want to say thank you. Thank you for being here. Those of you watching online. Oh, man, it's going to be a good day. Matthew chapter 8. Also, continue to be in prayer for our pastors as they are taking a strategic time of rest. And this fall is going to be special. 
Matthew chapter 8, starting in verse 5, says, When Jesus re returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my house. Some translations say under my roof. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers. Somebody say authority. I only need to say go and they go or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth. I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel for the next few moments, for about the next three hours. I want to ask you a question. Just joking. Might I submit to you? Might I submit to you? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for what you've already done during worship. We submit ourselves to you. We submit our will to your will. You have all authority, and I thank you for the authority you've given me. Holy Spirit, speak to us, cover us, fill us, and empower us in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. You can go ahead and grab a seat. Might I submit to you is dual in its purpose and its intent. It's a question and a suggestion, something for your consideration as well as a change in perspective. It's an added vantage point and a reintroduction, reintroduction to a kingdom concept. I'm going to do my best to expound on some things this morning, some things that I believe for some of you will be triggering, some things for some of you that will be convicting. And I ultimately want you to know that even though it's triggering, even though it may be convicting, it is a blessing if you choose to walk in it. Because authority and submission can sound like cuss words, but they are indeed Blessing. So quick survey, quick survey, by show of hands, how many of you like to be told what to do? Good. I'm glad you're honest. My wife raised her hand. Uh, that's awesome. All right. Let, let me ask the other question. How many of you like to tell people what to do by show of hands? Keep your hand up. Everybody look around. Look real good. The control freaks in the room. Just kidding. Uh, many of us like to tell people what to do, and uh, I want you to know, I want you to see this tension. We don't mind telling people what to do, but we don't want to be told what to do. We, if we're honest, we don't want to be controlled, forced, or coerced, but we don't mind being the ones who impose our will or enforce our power. This is why I want to submit to you today this first thought. I actually want you to write it down. It's this, being in authority and under authority is the best place and the blessed place. Being in authority and under authority is the best place and the blessed place. It is the most powerful place to be. It is also the most protected place to be. Yet we have this real strong phobia of authority and submission because oftentimes when we hear these words, we think abuse. We think slavery, we think manipulation, bondage, dominance, or the exertion of one's will over another's. But that is not submission or authority. I want to tell you that is control. Somebody say control. See, there's a difference between being in charge and being in control. Because here's the illusion, here's the lie that unfortunately most of us have started to believe. We believe we're in control. We really think we're in control. So I want you to do me a favor. I want you to look at your neighbor and tell them you're not in control. <laughs> you're not in control because that's the truth. That's the truth that we need to accept. That's the truth that we need to adopt, that you are not in control and you need to rest in that because it takes all the pressure off. 
We like being in control. We like being in authority, but our human nature doesn't like being under authority. Might I submit to you, this is why we struggle with God's word. Uh Uh-oh. Because God's commandments are not his suggestions and they are in direct opposition to the desires of our flesh. In fact, the scriptures corroborate my claim. Galatians 5, 17 says this, the sinful nature, the flesh, somebody say flesh, wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. Those two forces, these two forces, the flesh, the sinful nature and the spirit are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Somebody say free. See, we all want to be free. We all want to be free. We need to be free. Jesus said it this way to his disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane when he submitted his will to his father's will. He said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Might I submit to you, we have an issue with submission because we have a predisposition towards rebellion. We tend to be very rebellious people. Our flesh is an enemy of God's authority, and it is in constant rebellion with him. It's constantly warring with him. We see this naturally. People quit jobs because they don't want to comply with leadership. We see this in entertainment. Athletes leave teams because they have issues with the coach. Couples get divorced because they are unwilling to submit to one another. People go to jail because they they do not submit to governmental laws and authorities. And this is convicting to me because I, too, sometimes break the law, especially when I'm driving. Some of you do as well. And uh, the reason I'm saying this, especially, especially it happens when I'm in a hurry and I'm trying to get places. It's like everybody knows that I'm in a hurry and it is their job to prohibit me from getting to my destination. I have been tempted to call very many people out of their name on West Main. Very tempted in hopes that they don't attend our church or that they know me. Very tempted. I try not to look for a a Dothan first sticker. I just kind of, I say what I say in my head and I just look forward. But you, you know what I'm saying. And believe it or not, I have prepared myself a response, how to respond, or uh, prepare myself a response for how I will respond if I were to ever be pulled over. I think you should know it. You might want to adopt it. If the police officer was to pull me over, I would say these words. I am under the grace. I am not under the law. For religious reasons, I cannot receive this ticket. God bless you. (laughs) Don't try that. That would be terrible. (laughs) Somebody say authority. All jokes aside, because I'm not just pointing at you. I'm not pointing at our culture. I am pointing at myself. Might I submit to you that we have an issue? Might I submit to you that people who tend to be excited about authority don't usually know what it is. And those who are fearful of authority have oftentimes been abused by it. Might I submit to you that a desire for authority without purity of heart is the first stage in rebellion, selfish, selfish ambition and the opposite of submission. Might I submit to you that we really hate what we really hate about authority and submission is what we see and say about it is so inconsistent with how it is described and used in scripture. Might I submit to you that people tend to resist and repel from authority because of the abuse we have and an unwillingness to submit to it. Might I submit to you that Satan is trying to get us to abdicate our roles of authority and walk in rebellion because of the abuse we experienced. If you don't think we have an issue with authority, let's just look at our families. Let's just look at the families in our city. Let's look at our city. Let's look no further than the person in the mirror. Might I submit to you that we have an issue? 
as a result, whenever we see or use the word authority, there seems to be this tension and or fear that arises. And I believe that part of the reason people don't respond well to authority is because it hasn't been taught well or it hasn't been talked about enough. We need to talk about it. Submission and authority is often expected without being fully explained or exemplified. It's often yelled, it's bashed, it's abused, it's misused, it's uh, mismanaged, and therefore misunderstood, which leaves us to ask some important questions. Questions like, what is authority? Why must I submit? Who do I submit to? What happens if and when I don't? Might I submit to you, it is human nature to be afraid of what we do not understand. Because we don't teach it, we are met with the temptation to rebel from what we should rest in. Somebody say authority. Please hear me. When you submit to God's authority, that is the most free you will ever be. When you submit to God's authority, that will be the most free you will ever be. Genesis chapter 2 verse 16 says, and the Lord, the Lord God commanded. Somebody say commanded. The man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden. Two words should jump out to us in this verse, commanded and free. God gave the first command to Adam in Genesis 2 so that Adam would remain free. That, that's the tension that we need to see. We look at God's commandments as boundaries. God's commandments aren't just boundaries, they are blessings. You are commanded to be free. You are free from sin. You are not free to sin. That is why under authority is the most powerful position and the most protected place to be. Adam was free as long as he was in Eden. Free. There can never be freedom without boundaries. Might I submit to you, we have an issue with authority and submission. And these are kingdom principles. These are kingdom ideas. These are God's ideas. And in order for us to operate in spiritual authority, we must be submitted to authority. Because being in authority and under authority is the best place and the blessed place. Today is more about teaching than it is anything else because for some of us, we're going to walk out of this room today and you're going to be immediately faced with the temptation to rebel from those in authority. Immediately. But Pastor Will, what is authority? Before we talk about what it is, let's quickly acknowledge what it's not. Authority is not abuse. It's not dominating or domineering. In fact, for those of you in leadership roles within your, your job or your family, let me say it to you this way. Dominating is easy. Leading is harder. Dominating people really is easy, but leading people is a lot harder. It's not dictatorial. It's not tyrannical. It's not oppressing or overpowering. It's not mastering or manipulating. It's not controlling or terrorizing. It's not ruling over people. Authority does none of those things because that is not authority. The centurion said it this way in verse 8. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under authority. The Roman officer was saying, I know how this thing works. I know how this authority thing works. He understood authority and submission. He understood that authority wasn't just power. He knew authority wasn't just volume. In fact, might I submit to you that you know you have authority if when you speak, things move. Parents have authority because when they speak to their children and they move, they know they have authority. You have authority for when you say something, something happens. The Roman officer knew this, and I, said, I say this often because I believe it to be true, and I want to say it again. Those in authority don't have to yell. The submitted don't have to yell to get their point across. Why? Because real power doesn't yell. And you don't have to yell when you're in relationship. 
That is one of the hardest lessons I'm still having to learn is that you don't have to yell when you're in a relationship. That means you can whisper and there is power in it. Might I submit to you this, this truth? The less authority you have that someone has, the louder they tend to get. Have you experienced this? The less authority they have, the louder they get to try to make you do what they want you to do. So what is authority? You might, you might want to write this down. It is the right and the responsibility to use and steward power well. It is the right and the responsibility to use and steward power well. Authority doesn't mean, mean you are merely in charge. It also means you are responsible for. It's right and responsibility. It's position and submission. It's power and posture. How? Because with great authority comes greater responsibility. Greater responsibility. There's this duality in, in authority because you will not possess authority if you do not embrace and come under submission. Authority is as much about sacrifice, surrender, and submission as it is power because this is the life that the Bible calls us to. Jesus, through the scriptures, is introducing us to a key concept that you and I aren't, aren't completely comfortable with. The scriptures give us different expressions of this link between authority and submission. In Romans, it talks about submission to governmental authorities. In Hebrews, it talks about submission to spiritual authorities. In Ephesians and Colossians, it talks about submission in relationships. So a great follow-up question to what is authority is, what is submission? Somebody say submission. You want to write this down. It's the willingness to come under and in alignment with a mission. To come under a mission. The willingness to come under and in alignment with a mission. It's the voluntary decision to yield your will to the role and the authority of another. Submission is not choosing not to you. It's choosing not to use all your rights. Willing, as in you may not be okay with it, but you accept and you choose to not have a problem with those in authority. That when you're under authority, you don't undermine your authority. That even if you disagree with the decision, you do not dishonor, disrespect, destroy, divide, or disconnect. It, it's not just blind obedience. And I'll be the first one to submit to you that at times I myself have an, I have an issue with submission. I struggle with this. Quick story, I remember when we were in, when we were in Mississippi... Uh, we were serving our pastors, Keith and Gladys Kirkwood, and uh, we were like in our second, third year at the church, and Lindsay had a close relationship with this one particular female student. And uh, Lindsay's rule in our youth ministry, parents, just so you know, is that they shouldn't date until they're married. Like, that's, that's her rule, and it's a great rule. I'm of the opinion, I don't mind if they date, I just don't want them dating to destroy the ministry. Because I want them to love Jesus more than they say they love the person. So uh, I didn't have that rule. And Lindsay happened to be at a, a wedding this particular occasion. And uh, this student, she, she was texting me while I was driving to this wedding. And I'm a, I'm, I try to be responsible. I wasn't texting and driving. So I figured it'd be easier for me to call this student. So I call her on the phone. It was clearly about some dating advice because she couldn't get a hold of my wife. So I talked her to talked her through some things. And then I thought that was the end of it. Pray with her. I was like, this was great. Going to this wedding. That's handled. On Monday morning, my pastor calls me into his office. He sits, he sits me down. He says, Will, uh, did you talk to this student over the weekend? I said, yes, sir. Uh, I told him what happened. He said, well, the parent called me and they were very upset with you. I said, really? 
I said, that was yesterday. They couldn't have called me yesterday. I mean, that would have been great to know. I, don't, I, I really wish I would have known what was going on. And he said, yeah, well, they were very upset. And I said, well, Pastor Keith, if you feel like I need to call this parent and apologize to them, I will. I just don't understand. They trust me to, for the ministry of their soul, but they don't trust me to speak words of life over them in terms of relationship. I'm, I'm struggling with this. And Pastor Keith said, yeah, well, in order to uh, make sure that this isn't an issue, I'm going to ask that on Sundays you don't speak on the platform. I'm going to sit you down on Sundays. I said, wow, um, <laughs> Pastor Keith, that's, that's pretty severe. And he said, yeah, well, I, I just think until this passes, I said, I'm going to do you one better, Pastor Keith. I'm going to submit to you that you don't just take me off the platform on Sundays, but you take me off the platform on Wednesdays. I'm submitting to you a greater punishment because I trust your judgment. Now he looked at me and luckily, because I served an amazing leader, he said, Will, that's okay. I'll, I'll talk to the parent. We'll work this thing out. I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this one story of an issue with submission, especially when I didn't agree with the decision, yet I submitted to it anyway. In fact, I submitted a harsher, what I would call punishment, what I thought was punishment. Because submission and obedience aren't always the same thing as well. Dishonor is not the same as disobedience. And it's, a, it's really more about this. It's about self-control. It's a choice. Somebody say it's a choice. What we teach and what we imply, uh, what we assert is that those that deserve our honor are oftentimes the ones we agree with. That's what we believe. We think we are to honor those that share the same faith as we do. But the Bible says to honor everyone. Somebody say everyone. Honor is a fruit of submission. It's a fruit of submission. And if you lived a submitted life, honoring people is easy. It was easy for me to honor his decision because I was submitted. Submission is about controlling your tongue, especially when your thoughts disagree. It's about quieting your, your mouth when your mind says otherwise. Because I am submitted, I want to consider, I, I consider my options at times. That's, that's what I have to do. I have to think about what I want to do. I may explore and vocalize and visualize my options, but I don't have to always say them to the person that I disagree with. Because see here, let, let, let's, let's be real practical. I may think about wanting to lay hands on you, not spiritually. I may, I may want to do that. I, I, I may think about blessing you in a new tongue. I may, I may think about that. I may think about rebelling. I may think about it because I'm human. But might I submit to you what makes it submission is that I thought about it and didn't do it. Might I submit to you my decision to not do nothing is because it's not because you didn't deserve it or that person didn't warrant it. I didn't do it because people don't determine the principles I live by. Circumstances don't dictate the principles that I live by. Somebody say authority. When you live submitted before you can get it out. Well, let me just say it this way. If you really live a submitted life before you can get it out, God oftentimes he's like, ah, don't, he won't let you finish it. You just, you, you just want to go off and it's like he puts his hand over your mouth. That's, that's how a submitted life looks. Because one of the things that submission does is help, it helps you learn self-control. In fact, let me say it this way. You know you've been raised by a good parent and you understand submission when they don't have to say much. You know, they just, they just had to look at you. And you don't have to look at them, but you can feel them looking at you. It's just this aura, it's this, this glare. It's like, I see you see me doing what I'm not supposed to be doing. And some, there have been times in my life where I felt the eyes of God. And I was like, you know what, Lord, I don't want no problems. You just stay up in heaven. Forgive me. I'm just, I'm going to remove myself from the situation. 
That's why every time I get mad, every time I'm confused, every time I'm offended, every time I want to run, every time I disagree, the Holy Spirit asks me this question, are you submitted? See, it's not really submission until you have to submit. Submission is not submission if people make you do it or if you make them do it. Submission is not really tested until you disagree. You don't know you're not under authority until you're challenged by it. And loyalty is tested when you disagree with those in authority. It's the willingness to come under and in alignment with a mission and a vision. To further explain this, if you're a member of this house, you're in submission. If you're a member of Dothan First, you are in submission. You are under the mission, the covering, and the vision of pastors Mark and Michelle Benson. They are, they are, they're our authority. They're my authority. And no, they don't own us, but we willingly choose to submit to them. Submission is for your safety. I want to ask you, are you submitted? Somebody say submission. In fact, the reason you need pastors in your life, I would like to say it to you this way, because this may be a reminder for some, but this is information for others. You need a hand on your life. You need eyes in your life and you need a voice in your life. My pastors are those, those things for me. In fact, let me say it to you this way. Most of you don't know this, but when we went through the interview process, I sat across pastors Mark and Michelle and I said to them, you're not just hiring me, you're hiring everything that comes with me. You're hiring my gift. And I say this to them every chance I get. Every time I get an opportunity to go minister, to, minister somewhere else, I submit the decision to go to them. Is that uncomfortable? You better believe it. Because there are times where I want to go, but if they say no, I trust their decision. Even when I disagree with it, I trust it because they are my authority. In fact, I'll say it this way. When, again, referencing my pastor in Mississippi, before we moved to this great place called Dothan that we now call home, that Lindsay and I, we were born here. We didn't know that God would ever call us back here. But when we made the submission, I mean, made the decision to talk about potentially coming here, we were talking to our pastors and we said, Pastor, I said, and I said these words, Pastor Keith, if you think this is a move of God, I'm going to trust whether or not you say it's yes or no. When we were just in the interview process, I submitted my decision to go to my pastor. And look, we are here now. What I'm telling you is, is the reason that our life is blessed. The reason that I feel like I understand this truth is because I am under authority. I am in submission to those in authority. Hebrews 13, 17 says it this way. Have confidence, have faith in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who, have, who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. We, willing, we willingly submit our will to the role of those in authority, and it's for the benefit of the whole. We must submit. And submission requires trust. It requires trust. I spoke to this. The secret to success in life is to seek, submit, and stay under spiritual authority. If you do not choose submission, by default, you have chosen rebellion. By default. Success is found in submission. Blessing is discovered in submission. We say it all the time, that anointing flows from the head down. Anointing flows under covering. That means if my pastors are blessed and I am under their leadership, I'm under their authority, I am blessed as well. As much as submitting to as much as submitting to the wrong authority is dangerous, having no covering is even more dangerous. And I see a lot of people walking around with no they have no authority in their life. I want to tell you that you don't need to go any season in your life without a covering. 
You don't need to go any season in your life without authority. You don't need to go any season in your life without somebody that can say some hard things to you. That is why the need of a, a father, a mother, a spiritual parent is so important. You never outgrow the need for parents, even when you become one. We have to have authority in our life. Somebody say authority. If they're not submitted to anything, those in authority or anyone, they should not be trusted. Never trust a person without a covering. Never trust a person without a head. What I want to ask you is, do you trust those that you are supposed to, supposed to be submitted to? What would happen if we could trust other people enough to be completely submitted to them? Number two, please write this down. If you want to be successful, you have to be submitted. If you want to be successful, you have to be submitted. Submission is a compass to your destiny. If you intend to be successful, you're going to have to submit somewhere. You're as strong and successful as you are submitted. I told you already that Lindsay and I believe our life is blessed because of submission. We believe our life is blessed because we are under authority. We have somebody, we trust, uh, we have our pastors and spiritual parents that are voices in our life. They have eyes on our life. They have their hand on our life. And you need a community. You need a church. You need a pastor that has permission to speak into your life. Why? Because community is a catalyst for change. And you cannot have community. You cannot have a common unity, a fellowship without communication. Somebody say communication. We cannot operate in unity where there's division and divisiveness. Let's just let's look at the word communication right in the middle. This un communication, it's unity in our language. It's a common language that helps us to fulfill. It helps us fulfill the great commission that God has given us, the commanded mission. We have to have a, a, a common language, a constant language. And it's our constant language is simplified in four words. We know it. We say it often. It's to love God and to love people. We must have this common language amongst ourselves. If you want to be successful, you have to be submitted. Unfortunately, today, success seems to be measured by likes, comments, shares, views, and follows. It's measured by notoriety, prestige, money, and influence. But I want to ask you this. How many people are popular on earth and unknown in heaven because they won't live under authority? How many people do you know that are popular on earth but unknown to our king because they are unsubmitted? We live in a culture that promotes defiance, rewards rebellion, celebrates misbehavior. We are living during a time where we are double tapping on the things that seem to be destroying us. We are trading truths for trends. We self-medicate and help prescribe to our own self-destruction and then we call it self-help. Our world is so power hungry, prideful and egotistical that we are drawn to words like self-fulfillment, self-actualization, self-reliance, that, that it reveals our lack of self-awareness. And then we started, our culture started getting caught up in the worship of self and called it self-esteem. I'm not saying you don't need to think rightly about yourself. I, I do think you need to think rightly about yourself, but you do not need to worship yourself. We started to believe a lie from Satan that says individuality and independence is the path. It's the way to strength. But I want to tell you this. Number three, there is strength in submission. There is strength in submission. Pastor Will, why are you saying this? Might I submit to you that you cannot help yourself? You may need to do the work once you're informed about it. But who informed you that you needed to change? 
Because if you could help yourself, why are you still struggling with the things that you're struggling with? Why are you still dealing with the things that you're dealing with? My, I submit to you that in order for you to find the strength you need, you must be submitted. In today's culture, we cringe at the very thought of submitting to the authority of someone else. So this idea of submission may be anti-cultural, but it is pro-kingdom. God has asked us to live submitted lives. And I, I'm not going to lie. This idea of self, I, I thought it was true, too, because I thought that the closer I got to God, the more I would see how wonderful I was. I thought the closer I got to God, the more I would see how powerful I was. But this is what I learned. The closer that I got to God, the more I realized how much I needed him. The closer I got to God, the more I realized I'm not as good as I think I am. The closer I got to God, I realized that I understood the mystery of the verse where he says, my grace is sufficient my sh and my, my strength is perfected in your weakness. I started to understand that. God doesn't need me to be strong. He doesn't need my strength. He doesn't. He needs me to be dependent. He needs me to be dependent on him. He needs me to be submitted. And Jesus was submitted. Jesus said in Matthew 8, for I also am a man under authority, or this is what the centurion said, but Jesus lived a submitted life. The centurion realized Jesus was under authority too. He said, for I also am a man under authority like you, Jesus. He realized the secret to Jesus' strength was that there was no area of his life that the father couldn't touch. I want to tell you this, the secret to the strength of God is submission to God. The secret to the strength of God is submission to God. I know this to be true because when I look at the life of Jesus as a man and the amount of self-control he had, how he endured everything he encountered, how he mastered himself and his emotions and his responses and his reaction. Jesus didn't operate by virtue of his authority, by his deity. He operated from submission, submission to the father. The entire life of Jesus is in submission to the father. And so should ours be. In fact, Jesus said it this way in Luke nine, whoever wants to be my disciple, my follower must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me for whoever wants to save, save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will save it. When you crucify your ego, that is the beginning steps of dying and denying yourself. We see in these verses that as believers of Jesus, we are in a place of leadership and followership. It's a place of authority and submission. It's a place of freedom and restraint. There's this duality between authority and submission because submission is realizing you're not number one and that's okay. It's being okay with it. I tell Pastor Mark often that I know I will be a number two for the rest of my life and I am honored to be in that role. That is, there's blessing in that role. Submission is realizing I'm not in charge and I'm content with that. The reason we submit is because it's the only way to win. It takes strength to be submitted. Submission is not for the weak. I remember at a softball, a men's softball tournament in Georgia, I was playing at this tournament. I hadn't seen some of my classmates in a long time. I go to this tournament. I'm playing. And one of my class at this time, Lindsay and I were dating. I think we were engaged. And uh, the news had just come out. And I remember one of my classmates, she came up to me and she said, why are you dating that white girl? Clearly, you know, that's she, she was black. So she was like, why are you dating that white girl? I don't know why women do that, that thing. I don't know what that means. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you transferring information? I don't know. <laughs> she said, why are you dating a white girl? And uh, is it because she's literally said, is it because she's submissive as if that's weakness? 
I think she had a misunderstanding of the truth. It had nothing to do with the, the fact that she was submissive because this is another thing that I've learned, married couples, that you don't learn submission in marriage. You learn submission before marriage. I had to, I had to realize that there was strength in submission. There is strength in submission. Why is Jesus pushing us towards this? Why does he say take up your cross to pick up this thing, to pick up this mechanism, this instrument of torture and death and tells us to walk towards it? Jesus is showing us that the only way to find life is to give it up, to submit to him. He is saying, come and come and die before he ever says, come and live. Submission. John 5, 19 says this, Jesus told the people, I tell you for certain, the son cannot do anything on his own. He can only do what he sees the father doing, and he does exactly what he sees the father do. John 14, 31, no, I do what my father tells me to do. Jesus was showing us that he lived a submitted life, and I believe one of the, one of the devil's schemes for you is to bring you and I, in, to bring as many of our areas of life from under submission. That's what he wants us to do. He wants us to be rebellious. Because every area of your life that is not submitted to God is governed by weakness. Let me say that again. Every area of your life that is not submitted to God is governed by weakness. Let me tell you something. If you want to fail, if you want to mess up in life, do it in your own strength. If you want to fail at parenting, do it in your own strength. You want to fail at business? Do it in your own strength. You want to fail at life? Do it in your own strength. If you want to fail at marriage, do it in your own strength. I'm telling you that there is a blessing in submission. Number four, God is the author of authority. God is the author of authority. Pastor Will, why didn't you start with this one? First Peter chapter two, verse 13, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority who are sent by him. Submit to every human authority who are sent by You may have thought you voted our pastors and God chose them. God chose them. You may think you were born into the wrong family. God chose you for that family. God picked them. Romans 13, 1, everyone, somebody say everyone, must submit to governing authorities. For all authority comes from God. All authority comes from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. Matthew 28, 18, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Somebody say all authority. All authority is delegated from God except his authority because he is the source, he is the beginning, he is the author of authority. He is the originator of power. And if that is true, we cannot love God and hate who he put in place. I said, we cannot love God and hate who we put in place. If God puts them in authority, then I need to crucify my opinion about how they lead. Yeah, I rest in the fact that God is the overseer because I cannot see what God sees. I cannot see how God sees. My leaders see what I can't. My leaders see what I don't. We may see what we may not see in people. They see them differently. We have to trust those in authority. When you're under submission, you forfeit the right to complain about the person or people God put in place and commit to prayer and commit to choose to submit to them. Somebody say submission. If I refuse to submit to man, I will struggle to submit to God. If I refuse to submit to man, I will struggle to submit to God. We cannot be rebellious to our boss and submit it to God. Young people, we cannot be rebellious to our parents and submit it to God. We can't do that. 
you cannot be rebellious and submissive. They, they, don't, they're, they're, they don't mean the same thing. They're complete opposites. I want to ask you, are you truly submitted to God if you won't submit to those God put in place? Are you truly submitted? And because we have an issue submitting to earthly authority, it reveals that we're not submitted to divine authority. Because how you view those in authority on earth is a reflection how you view how you see divine authority in heaven. You think you have authority issues on the earth. That reveals to me that you, you will struggle to submit to God because you struggle to submit to man. There's this, this tension between the two. But please hear me when I say this. There is no such thing as a promoted rebel. Rebels don't get promotions. They get excommunicated. You've, you've, never, you've never seen in an organization a rebel get promotion. You've never seen in any, in any season of life a rebel be blessed. We cannot be promoted rebels. God's called us to submission. If you don't believe me, ask Satan. Ask Satan. You're actually acting like Satan when you rebel from authority. Because that is the nature of who he is. And he invites us into the same rebellious sin. Rebellion from authority never leads to freedom. It only leads to regret. It only leads to remorse. But submission saves. Luke 10 verse 18. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. When we don't submit to God, we give ourselves unbiblical permission to be God. That's what happened with Satan. When we don't submit to God, we're saying we don't need to be under authority because we're in authority. We, we're acting like Satan and this is, what, this is what got Satan kicked out of heaven. Do you not see the imagery? Jesus said, I saw heaven, I saw him get kicked out of heaven like lightning. That is how quickly God will humble somebody who is rebellious. In the blink of an eye, in a flash of lightning, he kicks Satan out of heaven. You don't think he won't check you? And this is a sign of God's authority that Satan was kicked. He was kicked. Somebody say kicked. He was kicked out of heaven. That means he has all authority that everything is under his feet. And then he says, I'm giving you that authority over Satan. I've given you that authority. Next week, we'll talk more about God's word, that how that's the authority that, he, that we get to operate in, that when we, when we link up to that authority, we can say things that God said because God does a thing he says. He doesn't do what we say. So next week, we'll talk about that. But we need to understand that in order, like the way this Roman officer got it, he said, I'm under authority too, just like you. And I'm, I'm in authority. And I see how you move. I see how you operate. It's the best place and the blessed place. Just say the word. The verse later says, in that very hour, the servant was healed. So what does submission look like? How do I practically grow in submission? Two things, prayer and confession. Pastor Adam mentioned one of them earlier. But before I go into that, let me just say this, the last one. Submission is a spiritual discipline. Submission is a spiritual discipline. Why prayer? Prayer is heaven's power impacting earth through man's earthly authority. Prayer is mankind giving heaven authority to perform God's word on the earth. Submission is a spiritual act. That's why you hate to do it. It's unnatural. It goes against the flesh, but it is supernatural in its result. And part of submission is not just a confession of sin. It's also a confession of faith. 
The Bible is clear. We confess our sins to God for forgiveness, but we confess our sins to one another to be healed. I believe many people aren't walking around healed and whole because they're afraid to be honest about the sins they struggle with. You've confessed to God and he's forgiven you, but you're still walking around bound and not healed because you can't confess it to other people. And here's the reason why. Because we think if we, if we were to open up to somebody, if we were to tell them about the struggles of our sin, if we were to tell them about the struggles that we have, we are more likely to believe that they would pray, P-R-E-Y, on us than pray for us. It's a problem. But what would happen if you trust those enough to be honest about your sins? And believers, hear me when I say this. Stop calling curiosity concern. Sit, let me say it this way, because when people really want to open up, when they really want to tell you about what's going on, when they really want to be honest about the things that they're struggling with, they, they want to tell you not so that you can go tell somebody else. So then please stop saying things like this. Well, tell me what's going on so I can pray for you. Since when did you need details to pray for somebody? Oh, so, so I can know what's going on. Since when did you need to know what's going on? You got the power of the Holy Spirit. He can tell you what's going on. He can reveal to you how to pray for them. We started calling prayer requests. We started calling gossip prayer requests. It's an issue. Submission is a spiritual discipline. People want access to information they can't do nothing with. What are you going to do with that? Because I'm going to be in prayer, pastor, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lift them up before the Lord. Here's the other reason why we need to confess. Because people don't connect based on strength. They connect based on weakness. You've never met anybody and then walked away and be like, I like them because of how strong they are. You connect with people because of their weakness. Most people... I believe most people, I believe everybody in this room, especially with me, because I found this to be true in my, in my life, and I just think it's human nature. When I'm willing to be open and honest about my hurts, one, I, I just want to be healed, but then it opens the door for other people to open up to me. People just want to know, I hurt too. I, you hurt just like I do. Because I have this thing. We're almost done, but uh, I, I want to ask this question when I get to heaven. When God, uh, when God, oh, excuse me, when Jesus came back down after he was resurrected and revealed himself to the disciples, and you know, when we go to heaven, we believe we're going to get a glorified body, you know, ain't going to be no fat, you're going to have abs, you can eat whatever you want in heaven, praise God, no diabetes, you know, none of that stuff. It's going to be amazing. But uh, when Jesus got his glorified body, I, I always wonder why he still had the holes in his hands and the holes in his feet. Why he had the hole in his side. And I, I, I think it's because of this, because Jesus knew we connected with weakness and he knew that in order for Thomas to believe that it was real, he, Thomas had to put his hands in the hole. He had to see, I had to connect at God's place of weakness. I had to see that he was still open. We need to be that same level of transparent because real authority comes with real honesty, real transparency, real accountability, real honesty. We have to start being honest if we want to walk in authority and experience healing. Let me ask you this. Who do I have an issue confessing to and why? Who do you have an issue confessing to and why? Let me ask you this. Do I live a life that is in submission to Jesus? Do I want to submit to Jesus? Will I submit to Jesus? 
And I want to tell you, you don't submit to God because we tell you to. You submit to God because God tells you to. And God always uses and raises up submitted people. I want to invite everybody in the room, if you don't mind, if you'll stand on your feet. I mean, I want to tell you, this isn't going to be easy. I promise you, some of you are in the room right now and you are tense. You're like, I, I don't want to submit. I refuse to submit. That's okay. That's a good place to be in. Because God still, God still wants, he still wants to use you. And just, listen, just because it's uncomfortable, that doesn't mean it's unbiblical. In fact, I believe that every area that God wants you to grow in is uncomfortable. Listen, comfort zones don't keep your life safe. They keep your faith small. So when you feel like, oh, I just, I, uh, I don't want to be forced to submit. It's not being forced to submit. It's the voluntary choosing. It's the yielding. That's how the Holy Spirit operates. When you give up, when you yield to him. That's why we literally say, God, I give up. I try, I tried to do it my way. Clearly it doesn't work. I give up. <laughs> I give you my life. So if you're here today and you say, Pastor Will, I, I really feel like before I can walk in that blessing, the first thing I need to do is to give up my life. Because the greatest act of submission is surrender. It's giving your life to Jesus. Let me pray over us before I invite people into salvation. Father, we submit our lives to you. You are the authority. You are the author of authority. And it is your authority that we collectively are yielding to. It is your will that we're submitting to. It is your ways that we're submitting to, not ours. Your word says in James 4, 7, so submit to the author of authority, God. Resist the devil. Stand firm against him and he will flee from us. Father, we're not going to let the devil keep us from submission. Father, we thank you for the authority you've given us. Help us to be more submissive. Help us to steward the power you have given us successfully. Help us to embody the posture and the position of authority and submission. The head still bowed and eyes still closed. If you're in the room or you're watching online, you say, I want to give my life to Jesus. I, I want to make this decision. I want to submit to him. I want, I, I want to follow him for the rest of my days. If that's you, I just simply want you to raise your hand. If you're watching online, you can put a hand emoji in the chat. But who, wherever you are, if you're in the room, I want to give my life to Jesus. If that's you in the balcony on the main floor, I just want to slide your hand up. Is there anybody in the room? I see hand here, hand here. Anybody else? I see hands in the balcony. Wow. We're going to pray this prayer together. Because we believe, we believe in corporate prayer. We want to pray this prayer together to, to, to seal it in faith. So I want you to say this with me. Say, Father, forgive me. I confess of my sins. I acknowledge I need you. Make me new. Today, right now. God, I trust you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for choosing me. Now I choose you. I make you Lord of my life. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again for me. Now fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your love. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Come on, let's give God some praise in the house for the people that made that decision. In fact, let's do one better. Let's take that praise and let's worship God together. So we sing, Christ be magnified, let his praise arise.
praise in this house one more time. We love you, Lord. He's so good. Do you feel submitted? Do you feel... <laughs> For those of you that just made this decision today to uh, follow Jesus, I just want to encourage you. If you'll text D1 text to 84576 to let us know you made that decision. Uh, that's also for the first time guests in the room. If you'll go ahead and fill out the connect card, we want to meet you. Some of our pastors and our leadership team are going to be there. In fact, they're getting ready to go ahead and be dismissed. But before we go, we want to pray a prayer of blessing. We do this every single week. And we love what God's doing in this house. Amen? So we want you to be a part. So please grab that connect card, take it out in the back. But let me pray for you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and bring you peace. And may the Lord write his name on your heart and declare you are his child and that nothing or no one can separate you from his love. I bless you to be a blessing that you may love God and love people the way that he loves us. We bless you today. We bless you this week and the days to come with good gifts that only come from, come from above. I bless you in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. You guys are dismissed.